Hey everybody and welcome back to the It's a Word podcast and if this is your first time here, welcome. Look, so I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. Today, it's been put on my heart to discuss peace. I wanted to let you all know that we have an option to choose peace. Um, I also believe that it is very relevant in today's society and with everything that's going on in the world right now. Here we are, a brand new year, 2022. Everyone's excited. We made our New Year's resolutions. We've created new goals and, you know, we're trying to refresh our minds, renew our minds and things of that nature. And it seems like 2022 is just not starting off the way that some of us expected. And I can only speak for myself, but I can also speak on what I've seen on social media. And what I've seen is that people are losing loved ones at the top of the year, right? This is a brand new year. We're setting high expectations and then you experience death in your family, you know, or you experience the loss of a job or it can literally be anything. Or maybe you haven't experienced any type of loss, but you're still in this in the same state that you were at the end of 2021 and you thought maybe by now that things will be looking different so i wanted to talk to you guys and really encourage myself in the process to focus on peace that we can choose peace and if you're a believer understand this and i had to ask myself this question oftentimes when i'm very anxious or when i'm worried about something and that question is as a believer the Prince of Peace literally lives within me. He dwells within me. So how is it that I don't have peace when the Prince of Peace lives on the inside of me, right? So I wanted to go ahead and dive into this peace and give you practical steps on how we can choose peace, obviously uh, the biblical way. So the scripture that I want to reference today is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. I'm reading from the CSB version of the Bible. This is the Christian Standard Version. It reads as follows. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. So this is Paul talking to the saints, um, the saints in Philippi, right? So there are some key things that I want to point out to you guys that I think would be really helpful in this season. And I think that it's also something that we want to take throughout the whole year of 2022. That's the challenge to take this piece um, and practice it because it is something that we have to participate in. Right. So the first thing is don't worry about anything. Right. That's so hard to do when you look around right? When you experience the loss, when you experience the death, when things aren't working out, but it's saying, don't worry. So how is it that, you know, that God is saying in his word not to worry about anything? So the first thing I want to let you know is if you find yourself worrying, if you find yourself anxious, if you find yourself so concerned where you can barely sleep, 
That's an invitation to pray. That's an invitation where God is saying, look, I have overcome the world. I already know how you're feeling. I already know that you would feel this way, but I'm here. I need you to focus on me. So he's inviting us into prayer, which um, is not always on your knees, you know, with your hands clasped together, head bowed, eyes closed. Yes, that's the position of prayer, but prayer is also a posture. And it's calling and crying out to God and just having a conversation with him, an honest conversation with him. And here's the beautiful thing about that. God is not only concerned about the big things, but he's concerned about the tiny things as well. So there's nothing too big or too small that you can bring to God that he's not willing and waiting to hear from you. Whatever it is that may be on your mind, God is inviting you to pray. So whenever you feel like you're worrying about something or you're anxious about something, Think of it like, okay, God is inviting me to pray about this because he's inviting what his peace into your life, right? So, and then the next the next three words, it says, but in everything, again, nothing too big, just everything, y'all, everything. God is inviting us to bring everything, all our burdens, anything that's bothering us, anything, some of us carrying loads that we're not even supposed to be carrying. And God is saying, I got you. I got it, but I need you to give it to me. And what is giving it to God, bringing it to God, giving him everything? What does that look like? It looks like surrender. It looks like saying, look, I can't handle this. I can't do this. This is too much. What am I going to do about this? That's that worry. That's the anxiety creeping up again. So everything, we want to bring everything to the Lord in prayer. Um, And then it says through prayer and petition with thanksgiving that's important right so uh one thing that my friend reminded me of because I was saying man I was I was feeling away I was really feeling down and a lot of times you know there's a song that says sometimes you gotta encourage yourself (laughs) sometimes you gotta speak life during the test you know no matter how you feel speak his word and you'll be healed speak over yourself encourage yourself in the Lord and and that's what this is Sometimes you really got to go back to the basics. And what are those basics? God, I thank you. I thank you that I woke up today, Lord. God, I'm so thankful that I was able to eat on last night. I didn't starve, God. I'm thankful that I have legs to walk. I'm thankful that I have hands that are fully functional, God. And if I'm in a wheelchair, God, I'm thankful that that I was able to get a wheelchair, God, so I can still move around. I'm thankful that I have my eyesight. Whatever it is, you have to find something and be intentional about being thankful for the way that God has provided for you, the way that God has shown up for you. And if you feel like you have nothing, if you're listening to this right now, the truth is you have a life. You have life. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, there are some people who lost their lives early on in this year, right? We're still in January, y'all. We're still in January. So you have a reason to be thankful. Look for ways to be grateful um, and just thank God for those things. And then what is a reaction or what's a response? What's going to happen when I start to worry and I decide, okay, this is an invitation to prayer and I begin to pray and in my prayers and with me bringing my concerns and my worries to God, 
I also begin to thank him for who he is, right? Thank you for being a God that wants to give me peace, that doesn't want me to be anxious. He doesn't want me to be depressed. He doesn't want me to be sad or, or worried. So he's inviting me with this peace. I'm thanking him for everything that I have, for everything that I will have, all these things. And, and Paul is saying, when he uh, wrote this letter, he's saying to them, and and this is all inspired by God. God is letting us know that when we do those things, the peace of God, the peace of God, not the peace of anyone else, right? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Y'all, and I know y'all have heard me talk about it before, where I experienced this peace of God. And the thing about it, it doesn't say that when you do these things, your circumstances will change. It doesn't say when you do these things, everything is going to start to work in your favor. It doesn't say when you do these things, all will be well. But it simply says when you do these things, you will have the peace of God. And what, what I really want to point out is they said it's a he said it's a peace of God that surpasses all understanding which means that unbelievers may not be able to understand why you have this peace because guess what our situation did not change everything is still the same that person is still dead that job is still gone COVID is still here right I'm still in this position struggling. My marriage is still on the rocks. This relationship is still not working. Whatever it is, you, you fill in a blank with whatever it is that you may be. It's still there. But I have this peace. I have this peace. And, and I remember in my particular situation, um, this was right before I was fired from a job. And I was there three and a half years. And I would say it started in September and then by December I was gone so from September to December I just kept getting in trouble kept getting oh I need to have this meeting with you I need some and I was like what is going on and I was panicking I was worried I was like yo I think this is happening and my sister in Christ came to check on me we started to fast and pray um and again my situation did not change y'all I still got fired <laughs> but I had a peace about it I had a peace in the midst of all of that. And it was, again, the peace that surpasses understanding. Baby, I was confused. I said, why am I not freaking out? I just lost my job and I still have rent to pay. Why am I so calm? And I was reminded of the scripture. It's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Look, I'm a believer and it still surpassed my understanding. I don't understand. But then... When I'm reminded of this verse, it's like, this is what, this is the peace of God. This is what it means. This is what it feels like. This is what it looks like. It's a calm. It's a state of rest, right? Um, so then Paul goes on to say in verse eight, he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. He said, I want you to think about these things. Now, here's the thing. Positive thinking is such a big topic these days. But I want to let you know something. Just like in um, 
the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon, he said, this ain't nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. It's already happened before. It's already been here before. So this positive thinking, I just want to focus on positive thinking, positive thinking. That's what God is saying here. That's what he used Paul to write in this, in, in this particular uh, context. That God is saying he already knows how powerful the mind is. <laughs> he created you, right? He already knows how powerful the mind is. So now Paul is saying, look, I need you to focus on whatever is true, honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. If there is any moral excellence and if there's anything praiseworthy, I want you to dwell. What does that mean? Meditate. I want you to think about these things. Because guess what? Opposition will come. The negative circumstances will arise. They are still here. But Paul is inviting you. God is inviting you to do what? Positive thinking. If there's a negative situation or negative thought that comes in your head, you can take that captive. He actually tells us to do this. Take every thought captive. So Paul is saying, I need you to focus on these things. Focus on these things. So I'm going to go through each one really quickly in the commentary. This is the... Um, let me see, Believer's Bible Commentary by William McDonald. Um, really good if you want to um, use it as a reference or as a resource. But I want to go through each of these uh, qualities, right? Each of these virtues. So true means not false or unreliable. Genuine and real. Noble means honorable or morally attractive. Let me read that again. True means not false or unreliable, but genuine and real. I forgot the but, and I had to put that in there because it seemed like I was saying not none of those things, so I had to correct that. Noble means honorable or morally attractive. Just means righteous, both toward God and man. Pure would refer to the high moral character of a person's life. Lovely has the idea of that which is admirable or agreeable to behold or consider. Of good report has also been translated of good repute or fair sounding. Virtue, of course, speaks of moral excellence and praiseworthy, something that deserves to be commended. You know what it sounds like? All these things can point back to Christ. Back to Christ, who is true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtue, praiseworthy. So God is saying, look, keep keep your mind keep your eyes on me right keep your eyes on me and then right living results from right thinking if a person's thought life is pure then his life will also be pure on the other hand if a person's mind is a fountain of corruption then you already know what's coming from that that's why scripture tells us guard your heart and mind right so this isn't nothing new. All the positive thinking and, and, and saying those positive thoughts and affirmations, that's nothing new. God been telling us to do this. He said, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, I need you to think about these things. I need you to dwell on these things. And guess what? That's how you keep the peace. That's how you keep the peace of God. So this is an ongoing thing that we have to practice and we have to do. So whenever you feel worried, whenever you feel 
anxious about anything. That's an invitation for prayer. An invitation for prayer because God is saying, I don't need you to worry about this. As a matter of fact, he said, don't worry about anything. He didn't say, don't worry about anything except them bills. I need... I kind of need you to handle that. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about anything except your children. I know you love them. I know they're going wayward. Don't worry about that. No, no, no. He said, don't worry about anything. Anything. That covers it. But in everything. That covers it all. (laughs) In everything. Don't worry about nothing. Right? But in everything. Through prayer and petition with thanksgiving so we got to remember these things when we're worried that's an invitation to pray and with our prayer we want to come with thanksgiving he says enter into his courts with thanksgiving um enter his courts with praise right enter his gates with thanksgiving enter his courts with praise right so it's an invitation and in exchange for that invitation when we come with prayer and thanksgiving then we'll receive the peace of god but in order for us to keep the peace of god because the waves still might be waving Okay, they still going to be doing what they do, but we got to keep our focus. And how do we keep our focus? We think, we dwell on things that are lovely, pure, just. And we're reminded of this all throughout scripture. I think about um, Paul, not Paul, (laughs) Peter. Peter walking on the water, right? He said, hey, hey, yo, Jesus, if that's you... Tell me to come out there. He said, come on. And Peter stepped out and he was walking on water just like Jesus. But then what happened? He started looking at the waves. <laughs> he said, oh boy, I'm about to drown. And guess what happened? Because he started looking at the waves. He started looking at what's going on. He started worrying. Guess what he started to do? He started to drown. When all he had to do was keep his eyes on Jesus. So that's what I got for y'all today. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He he also said, um, God also lets us know that he'll keep you in perfect peace. God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. What is what here's that word again? Whose mind? That's Isaiah 26, 3, y'all. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So can we take God at his word? Can we believe what he said? Let's put it to the test. If he said he's going to give me perfect peace with all this chaos going on, I'm going to take him at his word. And I'm going to cry out. Whenever I worry, whenever I feel anxious, I'm going to accept that invitation to pray. And then I'm going to give thanks for, for who he is. Give him thanks for everything that I have, even the things that I don't have. Because sometimes the things that you don't have, when you sometimes when you don't get what you want, that's a blessing too. And then to keep that peace that's given to me when I do these things, then I am going to focus and dwell on what is good, what is perfect. I'm going to focus on the goodness of God. I'm going to keep my mind stayed on God so he can keep me. He Because he's going to keep me in perfect peace. Not me, not the government, not when this COVID finally go away. But God will keep me in perfect peace. I want y'all to say that. Put your name in there. Put his name out there. God will keep me in perfect peace. 
because my mind is stayed on him because I trust in him. That's it. That's all. Until next time. The primary way God speaks is through his word, a.k.a. the Bible. However, that's not the only way he gets our attention. In the It's the Word podcast, I teach lessons and principles from the Bible, but I want to include how God speaks to us in everyday practical situations, you know, like modern day parables. So let's talk about it and get to the bottom of what he wants us to know, do, and be. It's a word, y'all. for listening to that episode guys if something resonated with you go ahead and share it with me and also share it with somebody else you think may need to hear it but more importantly than that I want to share something with you not because of anything that I've done but because of what he's done the bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. So if you desire that intimate relationship with God, with your creator through Jesus Christ, this is your chance, guys. God is giving you a way to have a relationship with him. And all you have to do is believe. So if you want that, if you desire to be saved, I want you to say this prayer with me. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for my life. Thank you for sending Jesus. I believe your word. I believe that Jesus came, lived, and died, and rose again on the third day just for me. I know that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life, come into my heart, transform me, and renew me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer with a sincere heart, I know for a fact because God is a man of his word. (laughs) So congratulations and welcome to the family of God.